eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome in to the Autzen Audibles podcast. I'm Matt Prem, Eric Scopel, Jared Mack on the show, and it's a double dip on a Monday on a Memorial Day. Uh, happy Memorial Day to all of you because the Oregon Ducks have secured a verbal commitment for the 2023 recruiting class, guys. Um, they now have landed Cody DeCambra, a four-star safety out of Bishop Gorman High School in Las Vegas, I think. It's one of the most prominent high schools in the country the last, I don't know, 10 or 15 years. Uh, they they produce players every year. Uh, seems like they produce state championships in the state of Nevada every single year almost. Um, it, it's a really good, really well-ran football program out west, and Cody becomes the latest verbal commitment uh, for Oregon and for Dan Lanning in the 2023 recruiting class. They now have six verbal commitments. And first and foremost, guys, like a couple weeks ago, maybe even a week ago on a mailbag, we were asked, when are the string of commitments going to be coming? And I think we all kind of agreed we're in that wave right now. This is just the latest one in the last couple of weeks. You know, Jerion Dickey, uh, you've got Dante Dowdell, Ashton Cozart, and now you've, you've, you've got Cody DeCambra all in the month of May. Yeah, it's been a really successful month, right? I mean, the month is coming to a close now. Um, but to land, all those are five-star prospects. Um, this class, the start of the month, it was it was small. And I think part of it was you were in spring ball, right? And the, yeah. and the staff was, the attention was focused other other places. And now you come out of it and it's all focused on, on recruiting, all attention on recruiting. And that's the way it's been with previous staff. That's the way it's going to be with all staffs around the country. You focus on your team. Of course, you're hosting recruits throughout spring. We're going to have a bunch of guys come through during, you know, weekends. Had a bunch of guys come through for the spring game um, back in April. But now it's all hands on deck. It's it's getting out there, and they've offered a ton of recruits. I just did a recap for the last week. I think if you go through the month, this month has been significantly more offers out there, um, mm-hmm. probably close to 100 this month, whereas the past couple months it was maybe in the 50 to 60 range. Um, actually, I think probably more than 100 this past month. And now you're seeing it with the verbal commitments, and this is a, another really positive addition, and we can kind of get into some of the reasons why, Matt. But where does this land Oregon in the in the rankings? Yeah, Oregon's uh, now 16th in the top 25. Um, this is a jump of nine spots. They're 
previous ranking was 25th in the conference. I think that is a very good sign for where things are going. You mentioned Eric, like small class to start with. Cole Martin was Oregon's lone verbal commitment for over four months. And now in the last month, they've shot into the top 20. Um, their per average ranking is pretty good. And, you know, you look at the camera and you see a guy that's really talented. Washington was one of his finalists. He just took an, an official visit to Hawaii of all places, uh, Arizona, Arizona state where other schools, um, Washington state had offered, uh, Stanford had offered a scholarship. Um, and Oregon was able to, to land him for his verbal commitment. He's the fifth highest safety all time to, to commit to Oregon. Um, this is this is a big get for the Ducks. They move into that, that top 20 now. And the way that they're recruiting, they certainly need to add more pieces. But I think you can now have this conversation realistically that they're back in contention for the, you know, the number one spot they're in the conference. They're not going to they're not the front runners right now, but they're entering that discussion now. Yeah, USC has got quite a head start. Um, I, I, I don't know where this lands. I know Colorado, I think, was running second for a while. I'm not sure, Matt, you can tell me if that's changed or not. Yeah, I'll look at it real quick. But six commitments and five or four-star recruits, you know, that's that's the blue chip rate you would like. And the other kid is is a project, but an offensive lineman that, as we've talked about before, in Tavita Pame is just, you need those big bodies. You don't find him that much out west. He's like a 320-pound, 310-pound nose tackle guy and, and you don't find a lot of those guys out west so like i think you go almost like all six of these are quality players there's not a player that you go man that feels like a huge reach um to canberra i'll jump into some of the film stuff like i i think he really pops you know you're not a huge body six foot 170 um athletically he tested really well three years ago like pretty remarkable numbers actually um he was at the opening as a freshman and ran a four five three forty electric had a 40 inch vertical these are great kind of testing markers we had gabe brooks on the podcast um, earlier today, I guess that went live and he talked a lot about some of those indicators athletically and, and Cody has those not at the elite, elite level, like you would see for like a top end corner, but for a high end safety, he certainly has some of those indicators and it shows on film. Like, I think he's really explosive. Um, he can be a player that is kind of an enforcer at safety. He's got a couple, couple, um, clips on his highlights where just comes up and decletes guys. One of my favorite probably comes and you go find his huddle, but like about two minutes in, looks like the tight end's going to basically run in scot free for a touchdown. He just comes and decletes the guy probably at the five yard line. Um, and also really effective as, as kind of like a ball hawk in the back end. Like I just think he's a very versatile safety prospect and, and also a guy who like kind of pops on special teams. I mean, he blocks a punt on the highlights. He has a, a, a high points of ball on an onside kick return. Um, just a lot of kind of intangible things you like to see. And again, like, I don't think he's the flashiest prospect out there, but he's like a guy who makes a ton of plays and he makes a ton of plays in different parts of the game. So I, I think, again, a really high end addition, one of the best safety prospects, one of the better defensive prospects out West and, and a guy that I think you feel really good about long-term. I, I don't know if it's like the highest ceiling guy. Like, I don't know if this is a guy who's ever going to be day one, day two talent in terms of NFL draft stuff, because I think there's some kind of limitations, but at the same time, like I look at him and think he's somebody who can certainly contribute probably sooner than later in college. I think one of the main points that you brought up towards the end of that was he's not, you know, he's not like the flashiest guy out there on the field, but he makes a lot of fundamental plays. I think that's a really good point because that's exactly what I saw when I watched a bunch of his tape. He, he makes plays. It's as simple as that, whether it's a ball hawk, whether it's coming down on a running back or a wide receiver, 
um, hits well above his weight class, I would say. Um, definitely has a lot of speed coming into any any one of his hits. Um, he's been it, it's an impressive it's an impressive safety prospect. Um, you know, safety is one of those positions where you know you could find an elite guy, but there's plenty of people who could play safeties. But I think Cody, you know, playing at Bishop Gorman and, and then going through this next high school season should um, should get more national recognition of the type of player that he is. Um, I think this is a massive pickup for Oregon. I think this really helps them because this is a position of need as they have um, potentially a couple of guys moving on, definitely some guys moving on, but potentially even more uh, moving on after this 2022 season. Um, and this helps solidify it. And, you know, Eric, you mentioned maybe he could even jump in on special teams as a true freshman. Um, he seems to have um, a similar Bishop Gorman kind of runs a, a similar uh, defense that Oregon has has shown at least to the spring game. Um, so that could be uh, a, a benefit to Oregon to have him learn the playbook kind of early and potentially get him in an actual playing reps um, his freshman season. But uh, yeah, big pickup for Oregon and and it falls in line with this with these other strings of commitments in May. Jared, you spoke with him back in April when he made his visit to the University of Oregon. Um, is this a shock to you based on the comments he made at that time? And he's obviously since visited other schools, uh, Washington, Hawaii. He got a stamp. He got a Stanford offer yesterday or two days ago. I think it was, which mm-hmm. maybe could have thrown some things into a loop there, but based on your interactions with him, are you surprised he picked Oregon? So I've spoken to Cody a couple of times, um, once back in January and then most recently in April, uh, for him to, to pick Oregon, I don't, I didn't see it as a surprise. I think I told you guys that in our, in our Slack channels. Um, I think the total number of visits Cody has been to Eugene is four. Uh, the first time was, was two. I think he snuck one in between, uh, the January and April. Um, but no, I mean, his, his takeaways were, you know, pretty basically what you like to see or hear or read if you're a Duck fan. Um, he said that uh, this last visit to Eugene in April was the best visit that he's ever taken um, in his life. So that, that's a good one. Um, he and uh, he and Coach Matthew Pallage, safety's coach, and Dan Lanning, they've, they've really formulated a bond there. Um, he This last time that he went to Oregon in April um, – they had a whole like Sunday dinner at coach Dan Lanning's house. And that was the first time recruits got there. Um, he said that he really enjoyed his visit in January, but the visit in April just took it up a whole bunch of notches, um, which is impressive because he was really glowing about his visit in January. Um, I, I thought it was interesting that he visited so shortly, um, you know, January to April is you know, a couple months, but that's pretty quick if you're a recruit um, and an un- unofficial nonetheless, so I thought that was interesting. I, was, I thought that was a good sign for Oregon as well. Um, but he's another Vegas kid that that comes from that comes that comes to Oregon, joining Sermels and Anthony Jones. Um, those are two guys who he talked to a lot about his his um, his recruitment to Oregon at the time in April, and I'm sure they they helped him out in this in this time during his actual commitment to Oregon now in May. The impact of this from a positional standpoint, I think is pretty important. Um, Obviously, Steve Stevens is a junior. Um, We know Bennett Williams is a senior. He has to move on after this season. Jamal Hill is a junior. Um, 
he could go pro after this season. I, I think Cody has the opportunity to play that star position um, at, at Oregon. He's really good in the slot. Um, that could be a way for him to, to get on the field. But then you also look at Steve as a junior. You We, we know um, Damon David is no longer with the program. Um, we know Triquez Bridges uh, is – playing safety again. Um, he's a sophomore. Brian Addison is a junior. This is a position group that is loaded with upperclassmen. And I, I, I think even, even if Jamal Hill comes back and everybody else uh, comes back besides Bennett Williams, I still think there's a chance he gets on the field just because you want that, you want that experience when it rolls into 2024 and Steve's for sure gone. Addison is for sure gone. Jamal Hill is for sure gone. Um, this is an important guy at a position where in two years, the entire position group could be flipped over. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy you brought up the star thing. Cause I watched him and thought like he has the versatility to play probably either deep safety, but I don't know, almost maybe a better fit in the nickel. I'd be curious to hear mm-hmm. maybe we can get some insight into, into if they if they're talking about, that sort of a role. I don't know, Jared, did that come up at all when you spoke with him? Uh, it it kind of did. He just mentioned how uh, similar the, the defenses were um, that Bishop Gorman plays and, and what, what Oregon plays and the, like how they run a four, two, five, five safeties out there, five defensive backs, I should say. Um, but I'd agree that he, he looks, I mean, when you watch on the field, he looks more like a star safety fit or a nickel safety fit than someone you just throw out there a deep safety. Yeah, I, I kind of feel that way too. And that we'll have to be curious to hear if that's kind of comes to light that that's where they like him most. But no, I, I'm, I'm with you, Matt, in terms of, you know, we didn't mention Trey John Williams, who's in this 2022 class yeah. in a couple of weeks. That's the other young, but that's like the only other guy who's for sure going to have eligibility or maybe it will be on the roster. You come 2024. Like, I think my guess is obviously. 2023, he probably doesn't start, but maybe he's in that too deep. And by 2024, like the position class could open up. There's also the transfer portal. So projecting that far out is kind of foolish. But at the same time, I'm with you, Matt. Like I think there's upside here. And even if it's not a regular role on defense, I mentioned it earlier, I think he pops on special teams. And I wouldn't be surprised at all to see him contribute there early on. And, and honestly, safety is a lot of the time you kind of see them start to pop earlier on, on yeah, special yeah. teams up and kickoff returns and kickoff coverage and all that stuff. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's a name to kind of know in that area, maybe first before on defense. Do you feel like there's, they've got to go one more, like even with Trey John, even with Cody, you know, you, you've got Bridges, who's a sophomore. Um, I, I, I think they still need to add one more guy looking at this class and looking at the, D, the DB room and in particular, the safety room, one more, right. From a depth perspective. I, w- I would guess so. Yeah. I mean, and we've talked about it. I mean, there's, there's also like the JJ Greenfield component of like, I don't know. Oh, that's true. He fits. So maybe he plays really well and that changes the discussion. I don't know. But um, I mean, you talk about Triquez being a sophomore and like Brian Addison's a junior. Those guys have also like, they're like fourth they've year. They've been player. here forever. Yeah, yeah. They've been here. And Steve Stevens is a, is a junior, but he's been here for Jared. Like he was, was he like, be, he's like in your freshman uh, class, wasn't he? Like you, you, you like went to class with him. No, he was, uh, he was a year under me. So yeah. this would be his, this is, I think this is his fourth and final or should be fourth and final as a class of 20. No, it's actually a year later class of yeah. 2017. So this would be his fifth year. 
Yeah. I was going to say like, I, I know you knew, you knew Steve a little bit when you were in college and I was like, he's could be here for two years, but you guys, I thought we were either the same class or pretty close. So like, Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we talked about this before, like sometimes you talk about a guy going pro or ending his college career and people are like, well, that guy doesn't have a pro perspective, but sometimes it's also like at some point you just want to move on and, and kind of yeah. the next level and see right. if you play professionally, start a career in some other fields. I don't know. Um, so like, I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, but like, it wouldn't surprise me at all if one of these guys ends up just kind of hanging up his cleats, so to, so to speak, after 22, even though there's a year of eligibility because that COVID thing allowed kind of muddies the water with some of these classes and stuff. Yeah. So, and, and to Matt, to answer your question, I, yeah, they absolutely need another one just for all the reasons Eric just outlined of a guy who, despite having eligibility a year or two, whatever the case may be, but you know, just might not want to go to college anymore, which you understand, you, you know, Jamal Hill could leave early just because maybe he doesn't have the best, you know, maybe it's not the best draft prospect, but he wants to try to see if he can be a, a professional football player, which is, you know, he has every right to do that. Um, so you need, I'd probably say you need more than one at this point, um, regardless of how JJ Greenfield works out. Um, I mean, he's looked impressive during spring camp. I know that was a long time ago at this point, but um, I think regardless, he, they should probably at least get two more. Um, and uh, because they're going to be losing a whole lot of depth and a whole lot of experience. So the, the more you can, the more you can get in now, and the more time you can give them uh, in-game experience, practice experience, whatever the case may be, um, that's going to help you further along down the road when when people like Steve Stevens, Brian Ass, and all those guys end up leaving. One name to <clears throat> one name to watch there is Tyler Turner, a safety from San Antonio. He's got Oregon and Oregon uh, as Oregon and Oklahoma, excuse me, um, as his top two. We'll visit the Sooners early June and then end of June on June 24th, he'll be out in Eugene for an official visit. And um, if you go and listen to the other podcast today with Gabe Brooks, uh, he was very high on him despite his three-star ranking. Um, We'll be really curious to see just how maybe things impact. It wouldn't surprise me in the slightest if Tyler decides after his Oklahoma Sooners visit to commit to the Sooners, considering they just landed uh, Cody at Oregon, who's very similar in body type. But if he does end up taking that official visit, I'd be really curious to see uh, if Oregon emerges out of that visit as the clear-cut favorite. That's kind of how I look at that. Um, Oregon can get him here after that Oklahoma visit. Things are going to look really, really good for the Ducks. Um, that's one name to watch. We've got a couple others on the site that you should you should be monitoring as well. But Looking for one more piece to add to the uh, secondary group at the safety position. And then it's just kind of cornerback um, from there uh, in terms of filling out that that DB room as a whole. But big commitment for the Ducks with Cody uh, DeCambra committing to Oregon. Uh, another four-star verbal commitment. Matt Powledge, Demetrius Martin were the coaches in charge of recruiting him. Uh, always good to, to go into the – the high school of Bishop Gorman as well. Um, they've got one other guy, right, with uh, Trevin Mai, or is there another one that I'm somehow mistakenly forgetting? Uh, I don't think there is another one. I, I don't know. I, I, I just had one quick thought recruiting that's not even Cody-related, but you mentioned June 24th. I just wanted to say, mm-hmm. like, for those listening that aren't, like, diehard recruitniks or whatever the term is, like, that is becoming quickly the big recruiting date. And Matt, you can go look at and see what the Gorman stuff is. But, like... 
June 24th, like I think four or five five-star recruits are set to be here. Yeah. Other high-end recruits are set to be here. Like it's pretty clear that they're kind of highlighting that as the big recruiting weekend for the month of June and maybe for the whole summer. But I just thought that was a notable thing when you mentioned Tyler, uh, or, yeah, Tyler Turner was visiting on the 24th. Yeah, he's one of many guys that are here, but we know of Jaden Wayne, um, Caden Proctor, Richard Young, uh, Mateo Ungolele. And then um, there's a couple of our tight end. Riley Williams is going to be here as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's June 24th. It's looking like from a top end perspective, like the replacement to Saturday Night Live in in July. Yeah. I I, I wonder if they'll still have something like Saturday Night Live, though, in July. They Um, should. They they would. I think I would. I love them. So, Dan, if you're hearing. or listening, excuse me. Let's let's have another one of those. Those are always <laughs> an enjoyment to go watch. One one more quick thing with with Tyler Turner. Um, again, another non Cody DeCambra player to talk about. Um, former Baylor commit, former yeah. Matthew Pallage Baylor commit. Um, Oregon offered him pretty soon after uh, Pallage was officially announced uh, on the staff. Um, I think that's a huge reason why they're getting a kid. You know, a kid from Texas, kid from the Midwest, to to come out and visit Oregon on that on that big day. Um, I think he'd be a wonderful addition to the class as well. Uh, even though he is, you know, the same position as Cody, I think that goes back to what I was saying. It's like you, if you can, I think that's a position you can you should stack up with for the future. So, to go back to June twenty fourth. Um, that that is a big weekend day because. Oregon is hosting multiple camps. Um, June 17th, 23rd, 24th. So it looks like that's kind of one of their pitches here is come, you know, come participate in our camp, get evaluated by coaches. And the big names are also coming out to to be here as well. So uh, good stuff all the way around on this verbal commitment, go to duckterritory.com for more coverage of it. And until we talk to you again, you've been listening to the Austin Audible's podcast. Talk to you later, folks. Peace. It's the NFL offseason, but on pick six, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must-listen. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found.